Welcome to the Lord of Love podcast, where we believe that self-healing is a spiritual journey and your success on that path is inevitable. I'm an expert self-healing guide, a mentor for women who are on their life transformation journeys. I'm also a success coach and a deep advocate of plant medicine, which I talk about a lot on the show. But the Lord of Love podcast isn't about me. It's about helping you move one step closer to your dream life and creating the reality you deserve. Whether you are healing chronic illness, childhood trauma, financial blocks, or you just want to love yourself more in this lifetime, you're in the right place. Join me every week as we talk about spiritual principles, conscious life creation, and success strategies to expand your mind, heal your heart, and bring you back home to yourself. Okay, here we go. The following episode that you're listening to is a beautiful, limited time recording from my free five-day series called Make Healing a Reality. I run this free five-day series twice a year that gives you access to me as your teacher and your guide on your healing journey. Every day for five days, I release these trainings that give you step-by-step tangible study on how to move the needle forward on your healing journey. Now, if you're listening to this free five-day series, I want to let you know that all of the replays are available on the podcast and will continue to be, but for a limited time. This free five-day is in honor of my signature life transformation program called HEAL. So if you haven't jumped in, the doors to the HEAL program are open. And I highly suggest if you're listening to these series, if they resonate, if they stick with you, if what I'm saying is giving you those validations, affirmations, goosebumps, recognition, aha moments, the HEAL program is going to be an incredible fit for you. So to check that out, you can go to laurenoflove.com slash heal and the doors are open for a limited time so please go check that out laurenoflove.com slash heal i hope to see you there and regardless enjoy this beautiful free five-day series day four here we are i want to say before we dive in before we open up this container a reminder to all of you guys little reminder little little drop from the universe here just to let all of you guys know This is day four of our free five-day series called Make Healing a Reality. And all of the content that we have been diving into for the last four days is a taste and a touch of what's inside of the live group coaching program called HEAL. HEAL is my life transformation 12-week immersion with a 12-week integration. And it it is epic. So right now, just a little heads up to everybody, all the students who are in the program already, are setting their intentions, they're calling in what it is that they want, they're getting really clear because we're gonna start at the end of July. So if you haven't checked out the HEAL program, I really invite you to do so if this series has been landing with you, if the content has been really helpful, you can go to laurenoflove.com heal to get all of the information. So we're here for day four, so excited, and we're talking about healing our relationship with money. 
And this gets me really, really pumped because money tends to be one of the biggest pain points that a lot of students who come into the HEAL program are facing. Now, if you've been through this series, you know that healing your relationship with money is one of the five areas of life mastery that we cover inside of the HEAL program. Now, I invite you to take notes today as we open up this dialogue. It's going to be really, really helpful. And if you didn't dive into any of the other trainings and you're new here, I want you to say hi. Say first time. Tell me you're here for the first time. If you have been here for one of the other days of the free five-day series, I would like you to type the word mastering, okay? I want to hear that you are mastering this healing journey. And a lot of the times we feel like they were really hard on ourselves, that we're not creating the life we want, that we're falling off track, that we have so many other things that we need to work on, but like, I want to just honor you and give you an opportunity to write in the comments that you are mastering your relationship with healing. So if you have been watching any of our other days, say mastering in the comments so that I know you're here. I see Chrissy is on live. Please say hello. Kaina is here. Kiana? Kiana, maybe. Um, hello, welcome. Gregory, so good to see you here. I see my friend Pablo is on the line. Heart, body, soul, essentials. Oh my God. Okay. Hello. Mastering. Yes, you are mastering it. I'm so pumped. You know, the thing is with, with students on the healing journey, when they come into the HEAL program, they always say that they've tried all these other things, right? And then they come through this process and they walk through this process and they hear things in a new way that they have not heard before. And I want to just invite you to remind yourself that miracles, to create miracles in your life, is simply a shift in perspective. That's all a miracle is. It's a shift in perspective. And that's what I'm channeling in for you guys, offering you these breakthroughs. So many of you in this free five day have said you've had breakthroughs, you've had shifts, you've had awakenings. So I just want to celebrate that and congratulate you on these miracles that are coming through your life and to really just give you the permission to feel good about that, okay? We're always healing, we're always growing, and you're doing such incredible work in this free five day. So when I hear students come into the HEAL program, most of the time they say that, Lauren, there's dysfunction in my finances. In fact, a lot of students, one of the biggest fears and blocks that they have around coming into the HEAL program is investing, is putting dollars to what it is that they want. Because let's be real, a lot of people have tried many, many different things and haven't been able to get the results that they want. So we feel jaded, we feel taken advantage of, we feel... Uh, bad about ourselves, like things aren't working, right? And so money tends to be this very interesting um, energy already for students in the HEAL program. And it's one of the five areas of life mastery that if we are going to HEAL, we must be in right relationship with. So if you have a pen and paper, I just want to refresh your memory and give you the five areas of life mastery that are covered in the HEAL program. So first and foremost, we on a healing journey are always healing our relationship with our bodies, okay? Like we talked about yesterday in day three, if you didn't get a chance to check it out, please go do so. Day three was all about healing your relationship with the body. And that's really important because this is the spiritual antenna that we are connected to, to divine creator, to source, to our intuition, to our higher self. 
And so when this body is in a low vibration, whether it's heavy with, you know, negative energy or stress or pressure or chronic illness or limitations around how we see our body or addictive behaviors, right? This is a problem that blocks us from actually being an open channel. So that's number one area of life mastery. Number two, we are healing our relationship with time. A lot of us, because of our trauma, we have an inability to be present in our life. And it feels like we're always behind. It feels like we're always in a rush. It feels like we're never where we really want to be. And so we have a dysfunctional relationship with being here in the now and being able to have time for everything that we want. Now, healing our relationship with time, we're not going to talk about that so much today in our study, but I just want to speak to this concept where a lot of women, um, especially women, we feel this narrative that like our existence and our purpose is to provide for other people. And we're going to be opening that up today as we talk. But when it comes to healing our relationship with time, when we have no time to ourselves and we're not putting ourselves first, we create dysfunction in our life. And this is a wounded pattern that comes from our upbringing. It comes from how we saw our mothers always putting everybody else first. It comes from our conditioning, how we've been taught that our needs are not important, right? And so we need to heal our relationship with time so that we're in right relationship with life and existing and being here. Time is the one valuable resource in this lifetime that we cannot make up or get back, right? And so this is a really sacred relationship that we learn to master on our healing journeys. The third area of life mastery that we're always healing is our relationships, okay? We're healing our relationships. This is our relationship with our parents, our relationship with our peers, our relationship with um, our partners, our relationship with our children, right? How we relate to relationships is very important. And in today's conversation, as we talk about healing your relationship with money, we know, you know, you've been there, that your money wounds can often be projected into the relationships you have with other people. And so these dynamics, healing all these areas of life mastery, they're all kind of connected. They all kind of affect each other. If you have a poor relationship with your body, that is going to play and affect your relationship with time. It's going to affect and uh, make impact on your relationship with relationships, intimacy, partnership, all those things, right? And the same to be true in the vice versa, right? So we have the body, time, relationships. Number four, which is today's conversation, healing your relationship with money. Man, oh man, oh man, what a difficult thing to operate in this human existence, our relationship with money. I have seen so many students come into the HEAL program who have said, Lauren, I've done all these other manifestation courses, I've been working on manifestation, but I can't actually create the abundance that I really want. If that's you, you're here, congratulations. We're gonna shift that today, okay? And then finally, area of life mastery number five, your relationship with your self-emotions. How do you handle your emotions? Are you in right relationship with your emotions? Do you know how to navigate your emotions? Do you know how to have the emotions that you really want in your life? Or are you finding yourself plagued by emotions that you don't want to have? Patterns of low vibration. We're going to be talking more about the emotional self 
on tomorrow's training, day five. And then on Saturday, I'm going to come in with a Q&A. So um, first and foremost on that, let me just say something. There's going to be a post on my Instagram tomorrow that is going to give you the opportunity to comment any question you have about self-healing, anything that we've talked about this week, anything that you want to ask about your journey, anything that you need advice on. So I invite you to see that post. We'll share an email with it as well. It's going to be live tomorrow. And then with all those questions on Saturday, I'm going to show up to do a Q&A. So that's a really good time as well if you have questions about the HEAL program. The doors are open. Today and tomorrow are the last days to book a discovery call for the HEAL program. So if you have any questions that are coming through for that journey of HEAL, and maybe you're feeling like you want to be a part of that experience, but you're not sure if it's a right fit for you, um, you can reach out to me or you can go to laurenoflove.com slash heal to see all of those details, okay? So these five areas of life mastery that we've been exploring throughout this five day, today is our conversation around money, but I want to just remind you that in your life, when you're healing, you're going to experience that and notice that all these five areas are kind of intertwined, like I said. So if you're on a journey of healing your relationship with money, you may have been aware of the body and bank connection. I talk about that in my digital course, Body and Bank, how your body feeling in a good vibration, feeling open, feeling aligned, is the magnet to attract wealth. And these two things are very, very, very connected. It's why we're talking about the body and bank back to back today. And it's why that body and bank digital course is one of my bestsellers because we know that when we are in not in right relationship with our bodies, when we feel insecure, when we feel a lot of negative energy in our bodies, when we feel stressed, when we feel overwhelmed, we are not able to be a channel for wealth, abundance, and prosperity. When we are in a good vibration and we are in open alignment, we calibrate to a frequency of receiving and that is when we're able to manifest the wealth and the prosperity that we really want. So, all these things are intertwined. And what's really important to note is that whether or not you're experiencing dysfunction in your body, dysfunction in time, dysfunction in your relationships, dysfunction in your emotional self, dysfunction in your bank account, all of these things are symptoms. Okay, I want to make that so clear. All of these things are symptoms. What's really actually going on underneath the surface is that we are not in whole right relationship with ourselves and that is being projected out into how we relate to all these other areas of our life okay so this is why people will go through manifestation programs and study manifestation and still feel energies of frustration because they have not been integrated in themselves and they're still carrying things that are affecting the dynamics of how they relate to their money. So I wanna strip all of that away and get beyond the 3D and just kinda of go inward today as we talk about this really important component of the human experience. I'm gonna share a little bit about my financial story, how I've been able to go from, man, somebody who had like 60 to $70,000 in credit card debt, couldn't pay my bills, I was maxed out to capacity, to now being very, very financial free, financially free. I have my dream car, I have my dream home, I have my dream life, 
I have wealth and prosperity. I have a beautiful team, a very successful online mission, do deep, deep spiritual personal work with people one-to-one. And all of this manifested because I built a right relationship with myself. Okay, so I want to just keep that present and keep that here that you deserve to have a right relationship with yourself. You deserve to heal. Even if you've been carrying stories from your childhood around money, which is what we are going to talk about. So let me share a little bit about my journey of wealth and prosperity. And if at any point you have breakthroughs, I want you to acknowledge that by throwing the word breakthrough in the chat. Let me know that that's landing. And again, please take notes for today's study. So my journey of money, let's let's start here. When I was 15 years old, okay, when I was 15 years old, I really wanted a cell phone, okay? This is where my journey started with technology. I'm like, I didn't think I was going to talk about this, but I just think it's so funny. Like my journey with money and was directly related to technology. And I think that's why I've been like just having this breakthrough here. It's, it's why there's like so much medicine in my life in service through the technology channel. I love communication. I love talking, right? I love being able to serve and support through my voice. And I really wanted a cell phone when I was 15. And my dad said, you can get a cell phone when you can pay for it yourself, okay? And so me and my Capricorn energy, I went and got a job at McDonald's. And that was my very first job. (laughs) This is so funny. I'm just, I feel so silly about this. It was my very first job, but like I knew what I wanted and I knew what I was going to get and I showed up and I worked really hard and I got the thing that I wanted, right? I didn't want financial security. I didn't want money in the bank. I didn't want to have a bunch of dollars in my my checking account. I didn't care about that. I wanted something that I was told I couldn't have unless I worked for it myself, Right. And so this was where I first started this very interesting conditioning around money, which was that everything that I want to have is up to me. And while that's a really beautiful sentiment, right, to believe in right relationship that everything is up to me, right, I was hurt. I was hurt by my father who wasn't providing this thing for me, right? And I got angry and I was like, ah, nobody helps me. I need to do it all on my own, right? And I went out and I got that job. And from that wounded energy, I got something that I really wanted. Now, a little bit of some background on my upbringing. I grew up in a Catholic household environment. Everybody's story is different, right? I'm not going to twist my story to like relate to people that... Um, in a way that's not authentic. I'm going to just share my story. I grew up in a Catholic household where I, judging by, um, you know, all my peers in my, my environment, in my living environment, my community, um, who all went to public school, I was the rich kid. That was how people saw me because I went to Catholic school, right? My parents paid for private school. But really, actually, that wasn't what was happening. Money was limited. Money was stressful. Money was always a fight in my family home, right? So while I had a lot provided for me and I had this education that my parents were paying for, I also experienced rejection related to money. I was the weird kid on the block that went somewhere else because I made money. And so I had this very deep conditioning from my childhood that was very complex and very layered. And this piece of it was that basically when you make a lot of money and you do things that are different from everybody else, you're going to get isolated. You're going to get abandoned. You're going to get rejected. And so I really didn't like that. 
and I wanted to be just like everybody else and I wanted to be able to fit in with all of my peers on my school on my block right now in school I was not the wealthy kid I was the one who didn't have a lot of money compared to everybody else right all the kids in high school had these fancy cars that their dads bought them and I was driving a 95 Honda Civic that was passed down from my aunt right so I was the odd man out in both worlds and I got to experience both sides of this spectrum where being financially in a place of not enoughness had me not getting love and being in a place where I was uh, projected to be somebody who was very prosperous and had a lot, all the things that she needed in life also had me not get love, right? And so I was in this place of very much like fight or flight freeze of like, I can't, there's, there's no way to win here, right? There's no way to win here. So I kind of settled into this medium place. And when I was growing up in my childhood, I was always conditioned to believe that things were too expensive. So my mom, for example, she always made me feel guilty anytime I wanted to spend money on something. She would say, oh, that's too expensive. We can't afford that. That's a waste of money, right? And so what I learned in this element of my conditioning was that the things that I want that will bring me joy are not worthy of my, my parents' energy and my parents' time. And as you'll learn if you go through the HEAL program, how we've been treated is how we've been taught to treat ourselves, right? So as a child, when my parents are projecting this story on me that I'm, I should be guilty for all the amount of money that I cost, right? I shouldn't want the things that I want because they're too expensive. Now I'm having all of that projected onto me, right? And now I'm feeling that this story is true, that I am not worthy of investing i'm not worthy of the dollars that will bring me the the things that i want that will bring me joy right and so this is what i learned on top of this i also was conditioned to believe that money was about sacrifice i grew up with italian immigrant parents who came right off the boat with a suitcase of china and nothing else and built their way up to the top and worked really hard and that was what my grandfather used to always instill in me that like you have to work really 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 hard for what you want Okay, and you have to pay your dues and you have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice time with family. You have to sacrifice presence with your loved ones. You have to sacrifice the extra hours of rest because you can always be working more. You can always be doing more. You can always do something else to get ahead, right? So I had all these things going on in my reality. By the time I became an adult, I was carrying this very big backpack of all these rocks that were my limitations. And they were all of these stories that were projected and passed on and programmed into me about how I should relate to money and how I should relate to myself, okay? So let's just pause here and take a moment to acknowledge that, all right? Like maybe for you, you resonate with some of these elements of my story. Maybe for you, there was a lot of shame and guilt around the things that you wanted. Maybe there was a conditioning of sacrifice, right? Maybe there was this energy and belief of I need to re work really hard to get what I want, right? And all of these things are qualities and characteristics that can be in right relation, right? Like I, I feel very devoted to my mission. I love showing up. I love being able to serve you. I love being able to run my HEAL program and the Wild Wealthy Feminine program 
and do in-person ceremony work and run retreats. I love this, but do I have to work hard and sacrifice to make it successful, to show up fully, to be present? Do I have to actually sacrifice and exhaust myself to make those things have an impact? The answer is no. The answer is entirely no. And so deconditioning our relationship with money is also about deconditioning our relationship with the energies of these words like hard work, success, wealth, showing up, right? We all have energies around these things. Lori in the Facebook group, I'm just going to move to the side to the read this. She says, that hit, the things I want are wasteful. I make my own bread because I think it's wasting what little money we have if I pre-made. Yeah, or if I buy pre-made. Mm-hmm. I resonate with this. Awesome. For me, having things or money equals sacrifices equals my modeling from Peru to get a better life for our family, which meant abandonment in my mind. Yeah, so this is another thing. I just want to speak to this. If you grew up in an environment where your parent, I usually say father because a lot of us grew up with dynamics where our father was making all the money and doing all the things, right? Um, we are conditioned to believe that when we are achieving, we lose love because when our fathers were working and they were out of the house, they weren't present with us. And so their careers came first, their jobs came first. Dad works so hard for you. Look at all the things we do, right? When really actually as a kid, you're just wanting presence and love. So now you're, let's just say you're a mom and you're trying to create a successful business and you have that conditioning in your head, you're going to feel the resistance to giving your business your all because you love your children and you don't want to sacrifice the time, the love, the presence because your subconscious is feeling like, oh my God, you're going to lose that because that's what you lost as a child, right? And so this is really important to note. Now, <clears throat> the other thing about this to pay attention to, and maybe you can write this down, 90% of what we have learned about money and about bank accounts and about work and about career, 90% of what we've learned about these things comes from our childhood between the ages of 2 and 18, okay? I know some people say between 2 and 12, but for me, this was really um, age of 18. I was still being conditioned. I was still as a child in my environment. So 90% of what you know about these things is from your childhood. And now you're here as an adult. Maybe you've been an adult for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and you're like, fuck, I'm still playing out these things that are not actually even mine, right? We have a responsibility as we are creating and designing the life that we want to build a life where we are in right relationship with all of these elements of how we relate to the world. And that requires us to look at what we are carrying and ask, do I still want to carry this? Do I still want to carry this belief system? So I believed by the time I was an adult in my job life, I was working in television news as a producer. I was working for CBS, which is just crazy to think that like as a spiritual human and like doing the work I do right now that like I was in the media. Like it's just, I've again, 
spectrums. I've seen it all, right? So I worked in television news media on a national level, um, and that was something that my father had done, and so I was working to make him proud. I was working to, you know, achieve to get the validation, and I realized that everything that I was doing was actually not something I wanted to do for my own authentic self. It was me seeking validation and love. And so what's important to note about this is that if you are if you're serving or doing anything in your life that's like not from a soul aligned centered place, everything that's inauthentic is going to fall apart when you have your awakening, right? When you choose to start loving yourself, like like in the heal program for example, I talk about this there is the step one of the 12 steps of healing is declaration. And when you make this decision and you energetically match up to your decision, most people on healing journeys first are not actually making decisions. They're just like trying to heal, right? But when you make a decision through the art of like healing in a deep way, maybe for you that was a spiritual awakening, maybe that for you was a dark night of the soul, maybe for you it's the heal program when you come in and start the journey with us. But regardless, in that decision, you are making a conscious aligned choice for your heart, your soul, and your spirit to raise your vibration. And when you do that, everything that's inauthentic starts to fall apart. So when I had my spiritual awakening for the first time between 2012 and 2014, my career started to crumble because I realized that actually I wasn't on that path because of my own desires. I was on that path from a wounded space of wanting love, validation, and acceptance. And this is where like, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, right? I work with many women who are on the path of living in their purpose, wanting to run their own business, and women who have like resistance to that where it's really, really hard, no matter how hard they work, it's because most of their energy is seeking validation. It's not about living in their purpose. It's not about, um, you know, following their soul alignment. Maybe on some level it is, but majority of their energy is that unworthiness, you know, wanting the likes, wanting the visibility, wanting the dollars in the bank account to prove to their family that they're doing it right and that everybody who thought they would fail was wrong, right? This is wounded energy. And when you're doing that, <clears throat> not only is it hard to sustain, it's also hard to achieve, right? And so all of these things start to fall apart. So I was in corporate world. I was waking up. I was having this deep realization. And I was not living a happy, aligned life. So what I was doing was trying to soothe myself with expenses, Okay. I don't know why, but like, this is just funny. Speaking of expenses, <laughs> I wanted to share this with you guys today. And I'm just remembering now. It's so funny. This is a new Oracle card deck I just got and it is absolutely powerful, potent, so beautiful. So I just wanted to share this with you. Animal Apothecary, Cara Elizabeth. Okay. This is the Oracle card deck. So beautiful. The cards are just exquisite. The book is so channeled and beautiful. And um, I, I know this is completely off topic, right? But I'm just talking about spending money because when I was in a wounded place and I wasn't in right relationship with myself and I wasn't happy in my world and I wasn't meeting my own needs and I wasn't feeling self-love, I was spending money all the time to feel something. So if I didn't feel beautiful, I'd go to the store and I'd buy a bunch of clothes if I felt like I didn't like my life environment, I would go to Home Goods and spend six hours putting a bunch of shit in my cart that I didn't need. I would go to Target for 
for uh, vitamins and end up spending $300 on stuff that wasn't mine, right? I was, I was grasping to feel good, right? I would spend, get my nails done, get my eyelashes done, all these different things because I was trying to pour money into myself because I didn't feel whole, right? And so this was a wounded energy that was showing up in my dynamic with money that was affecting my bank account and affecting my life. I was putting everything on credit cards all the time, but nothing that I was putting on a credit card was for my highest good, right? The home goods, the Starbucks, the Target, like what was that going to get me, right? It was going to get me a peak of joy and then what? And when it came to spending money on the things that would actually be good for me, like a group coaching program or a mentor or a training or a retreat, girl, let me wait on it for a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I, I had this inability to actually like use money as a tool to support myself. I was using money as a tool to cope. And so by the time I left my corporate life, because my life was out of alignment, because my energy was not centered, I had $60,000 in credit card debt, none of which was any valuable to me. I don't even know where it went or what it was for, right? And I was at this energetic rock bottom and I was starting a business. I was starting my life over. I decided I was going to like document my journey of finding self-love. That was what I started to do. That's how I stepped into the online space. And I realized that healing my relationship with money was really, really important, but really ultimately all of the dysfunction I was experiencing was about my relationship with myself. And that all got projected intensely into my business when I started my business because let's face it, if you are an entrepreneur, you know this, business is a spiritual game. It is going to bring up all your shadows. It is going to bring up all your insecurities. It is going to bring up all your wounds and all your stories because your business, your mission wants you to heal. You know, I talk about this so much in my Wild Wealthy Feminine program and we won't go so far into it in the healed conversation we're having because um, not everybody here is an entrepreneur, but I, I just want to speak to this briefly that uh, when you're building a business, right, this is a very feminine experience, even though we're conditioned to believe it's very masculine and there's like action, goals, achievement, push, force, discipline, blah, 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 blah. But it's really feminine. It's, it's you, you're birthing something that didn't exist into the world, just like a child. And so just like a child, people always say, my child is my guru, my child's my greatest teacher, my child is my deepest healer, right? Your business is the same way because it's being birthed through you, it's being birthed as you, it's being birthed for you and from you. And so all the energy that you're carrying that has not been integrated, that has not been healed is going to be projected into that business. So so guess what happened for me? I continued my journey of suffering. I had an entrepreneur path. I was making tons of money. I was like $80,000 months, $125,000 launches. Boom, 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 boom. I rocked it. I achieved. I got to the point of high status. I was burnt out because I had this old ideology from my family that said, you need to work really, really hard to get what you want. So I was working really, really hard to get what I want. And I had a wound that I was not enough. So no matter what I did in my business, it was never enough. I always felt like it was never enough. And I also had this wound of sacrifice that really affected my ability to be present with my partner. And I hadn't healed my relationship with money as a tool for coping. So 
just more credit card debt, right? Like just more. And everything came to this really big head when I went on my deep spiritual journey that birthed the HEAL program that transformed my life, that's now transforming all of the women's lives who come into the program because I realized that money was a made up concept. It was a construct that was very, very manipulative and very abusive towards me because I was allowing that. I was allowing money to treat me a certain way rather than me learning how to treat money the way that I needed to treat it, which is that money is a tool for me. Money is a resource for me. Money is a reflection of how much I love myself. And that was the game changer when I started to realize that, right? If you, I, I wrote this down in my notes, it's something I wanted to mention today, money as a scale. You know, if you look at like, not to not to bring this conversation in from any negative light, but like if you look at when you step on the scale, right, and, and you weigh yourself, right, and you see how much you weigh, that number that you are seeing on the scale is a reflection of every single past choice you have ever made, right? That That number is like a journal entry to the past. It says absolutely nothing about who you are in this moment now. It says absolutely nothing about what you are capable of or who you will become or where you go. It says absolutely nothing about your future. It says everything about where you've been. And most of us don't realize this. And so we look at our bank account and we react in that infinity loop where we look at our bank account and now we're suffering. We look at our bank account and now we're stressed out. And then we recreate more of that low vibration because we let that number dictate what we believe and feel about ourselves. So I wanna take a minute because there is uh, a lot of comments coming through. So I wanna honor them. Um, this is really good. I love this conversation. You guys are such rock stars. I want to make sure I can open up the chat here on uh, Facebook. Okay, so Brianne says that these are exactly her thoughts about the HEAL program right now. I am spending so much that I feel like I shouldn't be spending money on HEAL. So if you have a wound that says, I need to put everybody else's needs before my own, right? And I don't invest in myself because I'm actually afraid of like, putting dollars on my dreams, right? And believing that what I want is going to happen, that's going to come up, right? But if you get really clear about yourself, you know, how much are you spending on Starbucks? How much are you spending on Target? How much are you buying randomly on the internet? Hello, Oracle card decks, right? Like, like really, like what are you using your money for? Are you using money to pray to the future self for who you're going to become? Or are you using money as a coping mechanism to stay stuck and comfortable in where you are, right? And that's what majority of people are doing. And that's why when I see students who come into the HEAL program and money is this like big concern for them, it's very interesting to see just what transforms for people, right? I was talking to a client today, she did a she did the heal program. She did a one-on-one -on -one retreat with me. Now she's making 10K months. She's traveling the world. And it's because she started to really become devotional about how she was using her money, right? And using money as a prayer to like put energy into what it is that you really want. It's really interesting. I want to share just like a brief thing that's coming up about this. So uh, about a year ago, I realized that like my relationship with my husband needed a lot more growth and attention and love than I was actually giving it because 
I was spending so much time working on myself and not enough time devoting myself to our relationship and our lifestyle together. And so I made this decision. I said, I'm going to open up a separate savings account and every month I'm going to put money into that savings account, right? Uh, to finally take a really nice vacation with him because I travel all the time, but we don't really travel that much because I spend so much time traveling for work, right? And facilitating ceremonies and medicine and all these things. And so I started to do this and I was just simply being like, okay, I'm just going to put money in a bank account so we could finally go do something and like have a trip. You know, what's crazy. Every single month that I've been doing that, our relationship is transforming like so deeply our intimacy is cracking open our connection is deepening and it's because I'm using money indirectly not even realizing this money is being used as a prayer to put towards what it is that I actually really want which is more love and connection right and so this is what I want to just invite you into looking at is like are you using this energy I'm, I'm here like I talked to you guys about I'm here for a one-on-one -on -one retreat with a client it's been amazing. She's just a fucking rock star. One of my favorite students. She's coming to group ceremony. I'm just so excited for her and the transformation she's having. Yeah, it, it could just bring <laughs> it could just bring tears to my eyes. Like I'm just feeling so proud of her. And um, she said to me, she's like, you know, like Lauren, like you do. I, I see, like you do everything with intention, and it, it's so true. Like, like I'm learning in this lifetime. And, you know, I'm still learning, but like, like the importance of prayer and the importance of promise to yourself and the importance of like how you show up, right? So how are you showing up with money? Is money using you? Are you using it as a coping tool or are you using it as a prayer? Carla Castro in the Facebook group says, what if you don't look at the number at all? I'm sorry I'm laughing because this is a big breakthrough bank account and number. My boyfriend is always telling me to take care of my finances. I say, okay, but not sure where to start. Yeah, so what if we don't look at the number at all? I've been there, okay? So when I was in Sedona on my spiritual quest, I went to Sedona for a year sabbatical to do really deep healing work and uh, plant medicine study and just like work on myself. And when I was there, I was like, you cannot, you cannot beg me enough to like look at my bank account. I was so avoidant of it. And it was because I, there was a part of me that was trying to protect myself from being emotionally deregulated because I knew that if I did look at that number, I would maybe stress out. I would feel insecurity. I would maybe run back to my business when I was taking this really long amount of time to break away from my business, to heal myself, right? So if that is a pattern for you and you're in avoidant tactic, right, please remember how you show up one way is how you show up anywhere. So what are your attachment styles and are they showing up in how you relate to your bank account? Are you anxious attached where you're constantly looking at the number and you're constantly stressed out and you're constantly being reactive and in there and thinking about it and blah, 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 blah. Or are you avoidant and you're completely removed and you're like, I don't want this, right? So part of what Carla's question is, right, asking where to start, this is about first identifying what would a secure attachment style look like for my relationship with money. And a secure attachment style is different for everybody else. You know, it's always going to be unique and authentic to you, but you have to find what that definition is. So to be in secure attachment to your relationship with money, right, what is a calm, balanced, healthy, and right relationship energy look like? 
a lot of people when they ask like healing the first thing that they're asking and this shows up a lot with how we relate to money the first thing we ask is like where do i start physically right what are the steps what are the things i have to do ba, 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 ba. now if you're listening to this i want you to draw two triangles on your notebook okay we're gonna explain something really quick I love this series. This is like the best five day of everyone. I hope to see you guys in the HEAL program. I'm feeling so fantastic about it. It's amazing. So draw these two triangles, okay? And on each point of the triangle, we're going to do one at a time. On each point, you're going to write something down, okay? So on the first triangle, on the top point, I want you to write the word be. And then go down to one of the corners and write the word do. And then on the other corner, write the word have. Okay, so let's start with this one. I want to explain something. Most of us in this human experience want to have things, and so we ask the question, what do I have to do, right? This is what Carla's saying, right? Where do I start? What do I have to do? I want to remind you that it's not what you do. It's the energy that you do it in over and over and over again. I have launched, I've been an entrepreneur full-time for since 2015. And I can tell you from this experience of opening carts for programs that it is not what I'm doing, it's the energy I'm doing it in that makes the biggest difference. So if you're here and you're like, what do I have to do? For example, let's say you're having a bunch of people over your house and you're really stressed out. And you go, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? And you're like, up, 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 up. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to go grocery shopping. I got to do the laundry. I got to fold the clothes. I got to make sure the toilets are cleaned. What do I have to do? How stressful. What type of experience is that going to feel like? Now you're fucking up your relationship with time because most of your time is being spent in a low vibration because you're focused on what you're doing. So a lot of people want to have something and they ask the first question, what do I have to do? And they dance if you want to just draw an arrow back and forth. Do have, do have, do have, do have. What do I do? Let me have it. What do I do? Let me have it. Right? And we get stuck in this loop. And it creates a lot of dysfunction because all we're focused on is the masculine energy of achievement. But as we've learned, healing is feminine. Being in your life is a feminine thing. To exist and be present is a feminine energy. It's not masculine. Masculine's all about achievement, right? To be present in loving right relationship with all things is feminine. And so what's really important is that we spend more time asking the question, what do I have to be, right? You are a human being, not a human doing, just like Brooke with Love says. Yes, absolutely, right? Be, do, have. So for you, for anybody who's here, right, how am I being in a secure attachment with money? How am I being? Am I calm? Am I present? Am I grounded? Am I joyful? Am I trusting? Am I faithful? How am I being? And from that being, you become more clear on what it is that you have to do. And then you have it. And then instead of going back into that doing again and just cycling, we say, okay, going to the next level, what do I have to be, right? As within, so without. And so if this being is dysfunctional, 
and you don't know how to feel present, you don't know how to feel safe, you don't know how to feel secure, you don't know how to feel trusting, you don't know how to believe in yourself, all of those energies are going to get projected into your bank account. And it's going to affect how you relate to your bank account. Does this make sense? So keep these questions coming. They're so, so good. I love it. Ah, Christina says, transition from worker mentality into entrepreneur has been a change and a true journey. Also transition from the more masculine coaching to the more feminine flavor healing arts. Combining both worlds into unity has been a journey. I've been on for... Uh, for me, the media setting was neuromarketing for the media house and thesis at university. Wow. Yeah, so, so you know this, right? You know a lot of our college upbringing as well is very much about do, 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 achieve, 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 have, 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 right? And so we need to break out of this first and foremost. We need to come into a place where we're being, we're being in alignment with ourselves. So let's continue on this conversation. I love the breakthroughs. I love that you guys are commenting that you're having these resonating moments. Uh, Nurse McKenzie says, wow, I never thought of impulse spending like this so spot on, 100%, right? Like, it's so funny, like you can, please, like you can enroll in a program that costs you $100 a month and you can make it happen. You can figure it out, right? Like there's always a way, but there has to be the will, right? And you have to be able to say like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat money differently. I'm gonna use it as a prayer. I'm gonna have a different perspective. So on this topic, let's continue with our conversation, I want you to understand that when you relate to money, how you relate to money is how you're also relating to yourself. And so this is a really important note of why self-healing is so important on our journeys because when you're relating to money, most of us are relating to only see a problem, right? Like if I'm on a journey with a client, I had a client move through this really deeply. This was a couple of years ago. She came to me and she said, Lauren, I really want to make a lot of money in my business. And I said, okay, let's do it, right? Let, let's work on it. And we were working one-on-one -on -one and she came to me at the time, she was only making about $1,000 a month. And then through our training and our study, we got her to a place where she was then making $5,000 a month. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. This is so great. Ah, I'm so happy. She's like, yeah, but no, like I really need to be making seven, right? And and so then we did that. And and then we got there and I was again, oh my God, this is so awesome, I'm so happy for you. <sighs> no, it's not enough, I have to make 10. And so she went through this process of like, every milestone she hit, she couldn't celebrate and sink into it because it wasn't enough. And this is something that mirrored in my own life as well on my journey of entrepreneurship a couple of years ago where I realized, wow, nothing I ever do is good enough for me to give myself permission to feel good. And I'm going to project that every which way in my life. I'm gonna look at my body and I'm gonna say it's not good enough. I'm gonna look at my relationship and I'm gonna say it's not good enough. I'm gonna look at my life condition and I'm gonna say where I live is not good enough. My home, my house, all the things, not good enough. My car is not good enough. My bank account's not good enough. My, my business isn't good enough. My launch isn't good enough. My teachings aren't good enough. As within, so without. And so what's really important to note here on, on this conversation that we're having is that when your soul and your spirit have a deep desire for healing, 
these patterns become very, very apparent. Like a lot of people will hear me describe these patterns and will say to themselves, man, yep, shit, that's me. I suck. Phew, I'm really doing it. I'm really playing it out, right? But I want to just take a minute to like celebrate Again, what you're focused on, right? Like, let's celebrate the fact that this pattern is so apparent in your life. It's a, it's, it's showing what it's really showing you. What it really should be showing you with your perspective is like, oh my god, my soul really wants to heal. This pattern is so fucking loud and apparent. My soul is really wanting to heal. That's cool, right? My soul is fiery. My soul is devoted to this. My soul is driven to this. I'm so proud of myself, right? And I want to just give you that. Right, give you that permission because it can be really confronting when we're having these conversations and you're realizing that like, wow, I have been playing out unworthiness patterns in all areas of my life and it definitely shows up in my bank account and my bank account is nowhere near where I want it to be because I'm nowhere near where I want to be. And maybe that's physical and maybe that's truth in my life in some way and it's also the fact that I just am incredibly hard on myself because I didn't get the love I wanted as a child and I have wounds from my trauma that I haven't healed and that's it, right? It's that simple and what we have to remember on our healing journeys is that that point that I talked about in day one and day two, that healing is actually about letting go of what doesn't serve you, right? To call in what you really want. And so what we're letting go of are these conditioned patterns that have been projected, that have been passed down, that have been programmed, that aren't actually anything to do with us and who we are, okay? So you, your soul, your spirit wants to heal and it's sending you signals. It's communicating to you, through you, as you, for you in your bank account, in your relationships, in your lifestyle, in your body, right? All these ways, it's a gift, right? This is a beautiful thing. So please celebrate that. These signs will come up over and over and over again until you are ready to say, I'm gonna heal this. And until you show up to take that prayerful action to say like, I'm gonna do this, it's going to stay the same. Now, I want to be clear on that, right? Because yes, the HEAL program is open and this is an opportunity for you to step into your prayer and to say, I'm going to fucking HEAL. I'm going to take this seriously. But that's not the only way, right? You can make a decision to say, okay, I'm going to read these certain books for the next six months. I'm going to have a devotional practice to meditation. I'm going to go take yoga classes on YouTube, right? Like there are things you can do that will not cost you a single dollar, right? That will show, have you show up for your healing. And so I just want to remind you of that. But that decision and that devotion, that prayerful action, we need to invest always to get what we want. We need to invest. You can't grow flowers if you don't invest time and energy in watering the garden and buying the seeds and getting the soil, right? You can't, you can't change unless you invest. And it's not about dollars, right? It's also about time. Now, someone's asking, will this live be saved? This free five days experience, right? There's five days of these. Go back, today's day four, watch all of them. If you signed up in email, you get all the replays. So you can go to my bio to get that. Um, but they're gonna be available till next Friday. So you're gonna have just one more week after tomorrow to watch these and then they'll be downloaded and they'll be put as a bonus inside of the heal program for our heal students 
So investing is important and investing is about making a decision to honor your resources, like your focus, your intention, your energy, your time, your money towards what you want. And you can do that in right relationship. There's always a way to do it in right relationship for yourself. Okay, so let's continue. I want to just see some of the comments. How do you realize what to use your money for if it's minimal and all depends on it, like finding a rental property to live with my girls? Okay, so how do I how do I realize what to use my money for? Um, when I'm making decisions, right, and I'm trying to figure out where to put my dollars, I always make sure that it's a prayerful choice. For example, right, this Oracle card deck that I just told you guys about. I have not even used it yet. I've been connecting with it on my altar. I've been praying with it. I brought it to this retreat. I'm holding it as an intention. I'm going to have this, this be something that I'm going to continuously study in this new chapter of my life, this new prayer. I got a new journal to represent this new chapter because the HEAL program is starting and I also go through this program with students. So I'm thinking about my intention. I'm thinking about what I'm calling in. And so I'm not buying things because I have FOMO. I'm not buying these things because I'm afraid of missing out or I need something to feel good. I'm buying things as a devotional practice to my higher self and who I'm becoming. So I always like to ask these three questions. Does it stretch me? Does it grow me? Does it change me? Okay. And if I feel in alignment with that, then I know it's the right decision for me. So keep that in mind. Also, um, we need to talk about this other triangle that I had you write down, so I don't want to forget that. So let's transition into our next conversation point of this uh, beautiful dialogue around healing our relationship with money. If you have this pattern of looking for what's wrong, okay, this is because you've grown up in an environment where things were wrong. And now you're trying to protect yourself by looking for things that are wrong. And we project that into our bank accounts. And what's interesting is that when we have a pattern of belief that things are going to go wrong, we create the patterned experiences of things going wrong. And then that just loops over and over and over again, right? So we want to be able to rewrite and heal within ourselves so that we're not perceiving everything to be a problem because we don't feel like a problem ourselves for ourselves. And one of the ways we do that is by breaking out of the second triangle that I asked you guys to write down. So at the top, I want you to write the word perpetrator, okay? On one of the corners, write the word villain. And then on the other corner, write the word victim, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. I screwed this up. <laughs> okay, so the villain and the perpetrator are the same thing, right? So villain, perpetrator, vic uh, victim, and then the rescuer, okay? So you have these three points, the perpetrator, the victim, the rescuer. And this is a patterned loop that we all get stuck in when we're trying to heal. We're really trying to break out of this system. And so if you are somebody who has a constant energy of like feeling like there's a problem to be solved and you're projecting that into your bank account, you're probably in this cycle of pattern, right? Where maybe your job is the villain. Maybe your partner is the villain. Maybe your bank account is the villain right? And you're the victim and you feel like you can't make enough money. You feel like no matter what you do, it's not good enough. You feel like you're suffering because you're working so hard. You feel like you have no time for yourself. You feel like nobody takes care of you. You feel like you're never secure. Nobody is able to provide security for you. You're the victim, right? And you're also trying to be the rescuer. 
So it's all up to you. You have to make it happen. You have to save yourself. You have to be the hero. How exhausting is it to live in this paradigm? So when I started to break out of this, I could talk to you guys for hours about money. I want to just say that. There's so much on this conversation. And it's a big point because it's like, you know, it's the evidence of deregulation, right? If you're dysregulated in your body, if you're dysregulated in your life, your your bank account is the evidence of that. And it's frustrating and I get it. And it's really hard. Um, And, you know, money is a story you tell yourself always. Money is a story you tell yourself. So if money is like the evidence for you to feel good enough about yourself, right, and you don't feel good enough, you're going to chase things until you arrive, but you'll never actually arrive. And if money is the thing that causes pain, you're going to be stuck in these victim cycles over and over and over again. So um, what I want to just say is that the story you tell yourself around money and what money means is... Um, is so interesting, right? Like, I want you to think about um, a, a woman, okay? <clears throat> Let's just look at a woman's body, for example. And um, when you step on the scale and you see a number, right, what meaning do you give it? What are your expectations? What are the stories that you're telling yourself? If I see this number, I'm going to react. If I see this number, I'm going to react this way instead right? Well, what if that woman was pregnant and she's stepping on the scale, right? She's three months pregnant. She starts to gain weight. In right relationship, that's something to celebrate, right? It's, it's great. It's good. It's healthy. It's a sign. The baby's growing, right? And so the very same body in different conditions and different perspectives creates a very different experience. And money is the same way. It's like you're, you might have certain perspectives and certain expectations on yourself based on your age or based on uh, your family dynamic or based on your environment of upbringing, right? Or based on um, the, the goals you have for yourself, right? It's all conditional, right? It's, it's never like we're just trying to achieve, like when you're trying to grow a flower, your goal is just to grow the flower, right? It's like, no, but I want like I need to have like 18 flowers and they need to be this size. And if they're not that size and it doesn't grow this way and if there's a weed, oh my God, there's a weed. And no, no, it can't be a weed, right? Like it's just crazy. Like this just the distortion that we put on, on the story. It has to be very specific in order for us to feel good about ourselves. And that is because we've been taught to have conditional love for ourselves. And so we're conditional on how we celebrate and how good we feel based on our bank accounts. We give so much things outside of us energetic attachment. We give so much outside of us meaning. And the human experience, a part of this healing journey is about learning how to relate to things differently. And so when I started to heal, I recognized that my old story around money was that money is an indicator of whether or not I feel good about myself, right? And I switched that entirely. And I said, like, money is not the gatekeeper to my self-love, right? Money is the reflection of my self-love. It's not the thing that's going to gatekeep whether or not I celebrate myself or feel good about myself or feel peaceful towards myself. Rather, money is simply a byproduct and a reflection of how I feel. And that's when things in my financial reality completely shifted. 
because I made the priority loving myself. I didn't make the priority something outside of me. I made the priority me. And this is really, really important. It is a big, big part of healing your relationship with money. So I started to look at that. And when I started to make more space for myself and raise my vibration and do things that made me feel more happy and more alive and more confident, then that was when my bank account started to reward me. And I started to see the reapings of that, right? The harvest of all that love that I was cultivating for myself because I believed that new narrative. I got so clear about it. You know, now even today, like when I, I do a healing journey uh, for myself and I wake up and I have a new one-on-one -on -one client or I have new students buying my courses, it's because I'm calibrating to love. I'm calibrating to wholeness within myself and that's magnetic. It's magnetic, okay? So you deserve that. You deserve to be able to create that. Marcy says full body chills, breakthrough, amazing, yeah. Um, so Rebecca's saying, I would love it if we could bring this conversation about money context into the reality of the 3D world we live in. Let me just see. This is a little bit long. Hold on. Um, systems of oppression like sexism, racism, anti-immigrants, homophobia, capitalism, etc. It is programming and maybe I treat those systems as the villain, but it is a reality. I grew up in low income and I still have low income. How do I live an authentic truth with all these limitations that impact some of us on the daily, making healing programs accessible for folks with little or no income, such as sliding scale. Yeah, so let me let me just talk about this because this is a good question, Rebecca. I, I really appreciate it and I honor you um, very deeply because I know that we're all in certain environments where like that is the reality of the 3D and we don't want to bypass that and we don't want to ignore that sexism, oppression, um, certain climates, right, like that we're experiencing here in the now. I feel like what's what's really important to note is that like while the conditions of our environments were not something that we consciously chose to manifest in this lifetime, um, we can also hold a very, very strong prayer to break out of it. And I know that for me, my oppression uh, routinely, like my pattern of oppression was sexual trauma and it was over and over and over again. And I was in these cycles constantly that were very much a reality of my 3D. Um, financial oppression, right? This is very much a reality of the 3D and it's why if you go on my website, I have healing programs that are just $9, right? I make my programs very accessible because I believe that accessibility is really important at any level that you're at. Right? So whether you have the ability to come into the HEAL program or you're like, I don't, right? there's still resources that you have available to take these steps. And I do think that we all have this obligation and responsibility to help each other along the way. And I also feel like it's very, very inspiring. It was very inspiring for me on my path when I was breaking out of my system of oppression, which was sexual trauma, to look at and find expanders who were also breaking out of that oppression. And so part of the reason that we get stuck in these things is because we feel like it's not possible to break out of them, right? Like that's part of it. It's also very complex, right? There's other things as well that are playing out. Um, and I want to acknowledge that. And it's also really, really, really supportive to find expanders. And so that was something I did where I sat down and said, like, I want to manifest and see like three people who are, 
you know, who healed their sexual trauma, who have healthy relationship with their body, who are creating a lot of wealth. And that was what I looked for. And I found expanders and I anchored into them. You know, you can do the same. I want to see a woman of color who's broken out of oppression and, and financial poverty and is now creating a lot of success. And let me study her, right? This is how we actually move the needle forward is by letting everybody around us be our teacher, right? To actually hold space to be like, hmm, what you got, girl? Like, let me, let me study that. Let me learn that, right? Let me understand. So I just want to keep that in mind as well. Um, and then there's also just a woman that's coming to mind who I really personally love, Allison Bird. She's amazing. Um, I really, really, really recommend uh, studying her, right? She's a really, really good one to follow. So that, and we'll also continue this conversation in the Q&A. So if you have more questions on that, we can talk about it too as well. Um, and thank you, Rebecca, because that's a really important point, right? A lot of us are, are brought up in conditions we feel like we can't break away from, right? And what's important is like, not giving those conditions any more power over you than they already have like to have boundary right and be like okay yeah this has had a lot of power over me this has sucked this has been really difficult and i'm going to break this pattern i'm not going to indulge and i'm not going to recreate more and more and more and more i'm going to be the ancestor the one that my ancestors have been waiting for i'm going to be the breaker of the generational curses i'm going to be the one that shifts out of this paradigm right? And making that conscious choice for yourself is something that you can do, right? And I believe in anybody who has that prayer for themselves, believing that it can manifest. So let's talk about this. Money is a motivator of projection, right? And so when I started my journey, I remember um, the, the big things that changed for me. I want to give you this little narrative on the back end of our conversation today. I was $60,000 in credit card debt, couldn't pay my bills. I was sleeping on a mattress at my boyfriend's parents' house, I had nothing. And I made a very strong conscious decision, didn't have a car, like I was I was at it, I was out, right? Couldn't pay, I couldn't buy tampons at the grocery store, I had to put things on two different credit cards. It was the thickest of thickest time. And um, I took out, I had like a, a way to take out some extra money in like a savings thing that was like a way, um, it was my 401k, which is like, nobody says to do this. Um, and I found a coach that really spoke to me and I put dollars on my experience, invested with him. And one of the first things he said to me, he said, Lauren, I want you to make a money receiving list. Okay. Money needs a motivator. And this is so important that like, oh my God, I can't harness this energy enough. Money needs a motivator. So for a lot of people, the motivation that we have to make money and to heal our relationship with money is to get out of pain right? That is like the biggest motivating factor that is present in our life. And what we're really trying to do is escape out of that villain, rescuer, victim paradigm, right? And so we want money to be the rescuer. We want to get out of pain. We want to have all of our problems solved. The problem with this is just like being somebody who is trying to get out of pain from being overweight, right? If you lose five pounds, if you lose 10 pounds, you're going to feel better and then you're going to self-sabotage and yo-yo back into your way because the pattern that you're playing out is I want to get out of pain. I am somebody who needs to get out of pain. I am somebody who needs to get out of pain. And this is because our nervous systems have been so deregulated from our upbringing of being somebody who wants to get out of pain. Right? So just on that question of like, how do we heal this? One of the components of the HEAL program are the meditations every week, 
for 12 weeks and they're reconditioning these belief systems within ourselves because when you believe you're somebody who needs to get out of pain, you're only going to create more pain in your life because that's how you identify. That is who you are being, right? And so money needs a motivation that is in right relationship with your self-love. And I like to say that money needs two motivators. Money needs a selfish motivator and a selfless motivator, okay? So money needs a selfish motivator. It needs to know that you are going to use it to enhance your own life, okay? To bring joy into your life, in right relationship, right? So selfish examples. When I made this list, one of the first things I wrote down was that I wanted a Monday through Friday pajama set, okay? I wanted like, I wanted a beautiful wardrobe of pajamas. <laughs> I don't know why this was such a thing for me. But I wanted my pajamas for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I could just visualize my higher self like every night putting on a face mask and getting into nice pajamas and laying in bed and just feeling blissed out, right? So this was um, something I wanted to do with money that would make me feel good and bring me a lot of joy. It was a reflection of my higher self. It brought in good vibrations, right? I also wanted an essential oils collection because I could see myself using these oils to tap in, to ground in, to pray, to connect to the earth and all these things, right? So I had these things that I wanted, right? I also, yeah, I wanted to take a vacation to Hawaii and I wanted to get married on, in Sedona and I had all these things that like I wanted to do, but they weren't just for me, they were for me and my partner. I needed things for me because money is your healer and money is asking you to say, hey, maybe you should actually like, put money towards your own self-love and like do things for yourself. And when you don't do that, your dynamic with money is dysfunctional and then money becomes resistant because you're not actually using money towards loving yourself. So I wrote this list, right? And I noticed, okay, there are these things that I want for myself that felt very, very hard to write down because most of what I wanted money for was to pay off my debt, to be able to retire my partner, to be able to pay for his X, Y, and Z, do things for him, for the family, that's your selfless motivator. And money does need that for you to be in right relationship, right? But it can't just be all about that. It can't just be all about everybody else because the spiritual connection that you have with money is gonna go, oh no, no, that's not right. No. You want all this money just to get out of pain and just to pay all your bills and just to do things for other people? No, no, no. I'm not going to bring that to you until you figure this out. You deserve to have money for yourself, right? And so this is one of the first things that we can do for healing is like the declaration and the expansion. So I want you to write a money receiving list. That is my homework for you to today is to write down, oh, this is 111. Write down your money receiving list and say, okay, I these are all the things I want to do with money. I wrote down this list in 2015 with literally no idea how any of this was going to happen. My vacation to Hawaii, my trip to Sedona, paying off all of my bills, being able to retire my husband, being able to donate $10,000, being able to buy that pajama set, right? All these little things and all these big things, everything. I had no idea how any of this was going to happen but I wrote it down. And when I wrote it down, I declared it. And I hung up that picture of that list on my wall. And then a couple of years later, I lost it and I put it in the closet and I found it. Two years later, I found it. 
and I took it out of the closet and I went, oh my God, everything has manifested. Every single thing. And I have it framed in my office to remind me. And I want today to be that opportunity for you to say, okay, I'm going to write down the things that I actually really want for myself. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to take my prayers seriously. And I'm going to write down all the things that I want to do with money. And I'm going to hang that up on my wall and I'm going to see it. And I'm going to trust that the universe is going to bring me on that path. It is going to bring me in the right direction for what it is that I really want. Okay? So let's keep that in mind. Okay? I want you tonight to write down your money receiving list. But let's break out of this old paradigm of the victim, the villain, and the rescuer. And let's just bring joy to the picture of what it is that we are creating in our life. You're going to write your money receiving list. And then what I want you to ask as a follow-up journal question is, what does a right relationship with money look like? Get clear and reflect, right? A lot of what we're doing in this series is, is creating this opportunity for calibration and cultivation. So I want you to just hold space to like dream and get excited, right? And really paint the picture of like if money was no object and, and write things down that, you know, feel attainable and write things down that also feel like a little bit of a stretch. It's good to have that variety. Write things down that are small. Write things down that are big. Write things down that are for you. Write things down that are for others. But make sure everything that you write down is a soul aligned yes in right relationship. Because that's going to set the standard of what you believe you deserve for your life and what you believe you deserve for yourself. Okay? So I look forward to seeing and hearing how this experience goes. For all of you guys who are coming into the HEAL program, we have our uh, intention setting post inside of the HEAL program right now. So if you are ready, you can take that step. You'll get immediate access to all of the trainings. We dive in together at the end of July. So you can start your journey step-by-step -step with us through the HEAL method experience. And this will give you time to like print out your calendar, print out your journal workbook, get ready for the process, say hello to all of our students, and um, declare, declare what it is you want. So come into the group if you're inside of the HEAL program and make sure that you are setting your intentions this week for what it is this next round of the program is going to teach you. Um, and then just finally, can we sign up if we don't do a call? Absolutely, Carla, yes. You can go to laurenoflove.com slash HEAL and jump in as soon as you want. Um, so yeah, yeah, let's do it. I can't wait to see you there. It's going to be amazing. My student here is signing up. Um, she's here on a one-on-one -on -one in person and she's going to join the program. We have a couple of other sisters who've come in. It's just been so incredible and, and, and just miraculous to see the transformations. Does it show how much it is? Yes, Lisa. On the sales page of the HEAL program, you'll see three options for payment. You can do a pay in full and get a sweatshirt. We give all of our pay in full students a sweatshirt. You can do a six-month payment plan or a 12-month payment plan, and um, you can sign up if you don't book a discovery call. It is available directly on that website, laurenoflove.com slash heal. I look forward to seeing you guys there, and make sure you watch and listen to the testimonials because they're big. They're really, really, really good. The stories of transformation and this experience are just miraculous, and I look forward to anybody who is coming in. Please message us if you have any questions. I love you guys so much. Have a beautiful day. Bye, guys.